Oh, thank you all for tuning into the 526th episode of Barbershop Sports Talk with me, your host, Daryl D. Lynn. As always, wherever you are, however you may be listening, I'll thank you for making me in this show part of your day, whether via Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Pandora, whichever podcasting app or platform you may be listening to me via. Being recorded from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, per the new usual. Gonna have a great podcast for you guys today. Gonna have Mr. Zach on to preview everything for Wild Card Weekend of NFL action. And I'm also going to talk to Mr. Zach about, um, you know, obviously DeMar Hamlin, the tragic injury that happened, kind of the recovery, his initial thoughts when he was going on because we did not do a pod, actually, that third for the Thursday-Friday pod. We didn't do anything. So uh, we're going to talk about DeMar, uh, thoughts on the Bills in general. So a lot of Buffalo Bills talk to DeMar Hamlin in the Wild Card Weekend predictions for all you guys. Now, before we get to that conversation, I'm going to get my shameless plug as always. First time listener, thank you. But subscribe and follow right now. Also, share this podcast with friends and family, whether via Reddit threads, Facebook groups, etc., etc. Also, check on the description below, specifically if you use Spotify, everything timestamped. You can click on the timestamps on specifically if you have Spotify, and it will take you to every part of the podcast you most like to listen to. Folks, it is for your convenience. Follow me on Twitter at nitrant underscore lane, and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just type in Daryl Lane. You'll find it. I post two to five minute clips of this podcast right here, as well as my syndicate show outside the shop. And lastly, if you have Apple or iTunes, give me five stars and a great review. And for some odd reason, right? If you want the pod, then front now we're not folks but just don't say anything because you know what your mama told you if you don't have anything nice to say don't say it at all and cut up next to the break on barbershop sports talk we're gonna have mrs Eck on the show cut up next to the break on barbershop sports talk Oh, we're back with Barbershop Sports Talk, and we have Mr. Zach with us. How you doing, man? Good evening, Daryl. I'm doing, I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing absolutely fantastic. So the first thing I want to talk to you about is DeMar Hamlin. We didn't get a chance to talk about this last week, so I really want your opinion on this. As a guy that is the sports historian that you are, I, I just want to know, have you ever seen anything like that where a dude kind of falls down? If you have, what was that situation? Uh, well, actually, actually, I wasn't, I took, my, I took my eye off the screen. I was feeling around with something, and when I looked up, uh, no, no, I was in the kitchen to grab something. And when I, when I came back, I was thinking one of my ghetto, one of my ghetto burgers or something. But when I came back, when I came back in the room, well, I was gone only a minute or two. You know, just throwing me something together, and uh, everybody was down on their knees. And you know, I said, I said, oh wow. And then that's when I think that was going. I rewind. I, I hit a quick rewind, and I saw, I saw him fall in slow motion. Um, as usually, the episodes I've seen, uh, Reggie Lewis, Reggie Lewis did 
Chicago Bears in, in, in my younger days. And um, that's when Dick Bucks was a terrorizing people on the football field. And this guy, Eddie, I think his name was Eddie Hughes. He, I think he had a heart attack on the field. And he actually passed away, but I don't know if he did on the field. You know, they didn't have all these networks back then. You know, but I'm quite sure if you looked it up, you could find it. But I remember that. But he didn't stack. He just fell flat. Fell flat. And that, that didn't really, that really didn't bother me. Until I seen the guy from the opposing team start jumping up and down pointing. The reaction, everything started moving in slow motion. And I'm going to tell you, I try to stay positive and upbeat. But when they... took so long to, when I saw the reaction of the, of, the, of the players, and I saw tears in their eyes, I saw guys praying, and the media staff, they were trying to fill in the blanks, they didn't really know what to say. Booker uh, McFarland was, had a devastating look on his face, the, the, other, the other program host was trying to keep the conversation going, but Say it, it, it was it was terrible how that how the the reaction was the reaction of the players and of the staff on the field made that's what really disturbed me and the last thing that disturbed me that no I thought maybe uh some maybe he didn't make because <laughs> the ambulance drove off the field so slow right it just was creeping I said oh man. This is going to look good. And he drove off so slow. I mean, he looks slow on TV. It might not have been slow in person, but he looks so slow on TV. I said, oh, man, they're not even in a hurry. And uh, he was just fortunate he got the help, the medical attention in a in a speedy manner. And he was able to, he was able to respond to treatment and, you know, even had another episode at the hospital where he had to be resuscitated once again. Um, perfect timing. Perfect timing for the hit. You know, the, the doctors explained it very well on te- on television. The late the, 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 the female doctor, um, cardiologist explained it. Then the young guy explained it. I mean, they went step by step almost describing it to the exact science of it was almost like a one in a, one in a million type of situation, and, and and because he was a famous person and playing in a famous sport, it became, it became recognized. Because I've seen look, they say literally baseball players get hit in the chest and and um, succumb to this. Hockey players succumb to this when getting hit. Um, it's, it's a it's. It, it's, it, was, it was a terrible thing, and I and um, I was down in the dumps for a while. There, I felt, I felt, huh. I, I felt sad. I felt sad, and the spirit of the game also made me sad. But I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you this: this might not be a proper response or politically correct thing to say. But as they as this 
this was going on, all I kept saying was, is they going to stop the game? Is they going to stop the game? Right? And then he said, well, he's going to warm up for five minutes. And I see the coaches' conference. I said, the only way they ever stopped the game was for thunder and lightning. If they stopped the game, that means something really bad happened. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> and my competitor in me and my football brain in me started fast forwarding, fast forwarding the tape to a week or two from now, from the time of the incident. And I was right. As as the as the uh, as his as his um, ailments started to clear up, and he started his healing process turns a turns a terrible thing into. I mean, everybody came together in, in support of the young man. But I kept saying to myself, "Are we going to get a home field advantage?" That's, I know I should have been th- I should have been thinking about no fo- football at the time, but I can't help it. I, I'm watching football, and I didn't realize the seriousness. Even though with the seriousness of his injury, they still thought about playing for a second, for a few minutes. I think the players overruled. I said it's going to be hard for them to play, but I think the players' response and the coaches' empathy was a difference. Rewind the tape twenty years ago or thirty years ago, when George Halas would have stopped, wanted to stop the game when he had allowed it. Tom Landry, I doubt it. Um, Vince Lombardi, I mean, he, this this guy took football and turned it into real life, and and life became bigger than football for those few minutes. But in the back of my mind, I was saying, "Damn it, we lost home field advantage." People say you crazy. No, I'm not crazy. I was fast forwarding my mind two weeks later, or fast forwarding my mind when we lose up and when we lose a game. Everybody's going to say, "Well, if we had a home field advantage, such and such and such," and that's just how it's going to be. You agree? I mean, even the sympathy is out for the young man, but when it comes down to football, these diehard fans going to cry about home field advantage if we don't win. I think, yeah, I, I, I will say, I think based off of the situation with DeMar, it's probably taboo for people to openly complain. I understand what you're saying from the football aspect of it. It's a tough situation regardless. Sure is. Sure is. Uh, but it, it, it's, it, it's a curse on our city because in the creeks, back in the hockey game, Stanley Cup, wide right, uh, 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 Norwood, the miracle in Nashville, or whatever you want to call it, the fumble rooster. Whatever. I mean, that was a terrible blow for Buffalo. Oh, the Music City miracle, now, yeah. Now, not permanently, but for right now, we're America's team, man. Everyone's rooting for us. You ever thought you hear that? You never hear thought you hear that, did you? <laughs> Buffalo Bills, America's team for twenty twenty three. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's pulling for us from the five fourteen top shooting to the blizzard. We lost forty something people or more to the young man's almost almost succumbing to a cardiac arrest of a freak one in a million type of injury. 
Buffalo been been been, been catching some bad some bad decisions and some bad situations, but we we will. I think I think the country's all behind us right now. That home field advantage would have been scary though. Now I can't jump two games ahead, but it was going to be in Atlanta. I mean, I know that might be a topic for another time, but how do you like that? Has determined to be Atlanta. How do you like Atlanta? Um, I'm not a big fan of Atlanta. The weather's nice. You know, I'm not a big fan of Atlanta. Um, I, I wanted the game to be outdoors. Why outdoors? Um, you know, slow down the track. Can't keep Kansas City slow down the track, man. On a dry field inside a dome, that's a dangerous team. Woo, my God. We 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 can play we can we can rough it up but we can play ugly football we can play in the slop mud snow whatever you know but as far as team speed goes the dome is, is an advantage to a speedier team you know with ain't no excuses you gotta you you gotta beat the best to be the best will you be in Atlanta for the AFC Championship game but the Bills are there will you be in attendance. Team, right? If yeah. they designate us the home team, my season tickets will work in, will work down in Atlanta. That being a Bill season ticket holder, we, we will be the home team, right? No, I think the Chiefs are going to be the home team. I said if the Bills become the home team, if the Chiefs don't make it, the Bills be it up. We'll be the home team. Oh, correct. It's so guaranteed. There's no guarantee the Chiefs is going to make it. No but I, I believe the, the neutral site is only in effect if the Bills and the Chiefs meet in the AFC Championship game. But let's say if the Chargers beat the Chiefs and it's the Bills and Chargers, the Chargers are going to have to go to Highmark Stadium. And Cincinnati, and Cincinnati, there's no way for Cincinnati and Buffalo to meet in there because unless, unless Cincinnati, you know, well. There is no way. If they both win, they're both going to play. If they both win, they're both going to play. There's no way. If they don't play, it means somebody lost. <laughs> You know, Atlanta's an interesting neutral site. I mean, Atlanta's closer to Buffalo than Kansas City, though. My geography's not great, but I believe that's the case. Well, the neutral site, which was Indianapolis, is being used for some college volleyball tournament or whatever site they think they have in there. And Detroit is not really neutral. That's all. That's closer to us. But it's as far as dome, as far as dome stadiums go, you know. It'd be funny if they could use Dallas, Texas, but that 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 would be in their favor. Atlanta, is, Atlanta, the neutral field for Atlanta is, is a is a advantage for Buffalo as far as fan support. More more, more Bills fans, I think, are going to be able to travel there. Well, Bills fans, I mean, the Bills is the half of the Bills are loaded in camp. I mean, in um, Atlanta, we have a population of Buffalo transplants down here. But we don't need. We don't even need them. The, the whole city is probably going to be on the way to Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> A caravan is on the way to Atlanta. How do you? Tell what do you think of the news that Micah Hyde? He's practicing and he could return soon. 
that's a morale boost. Morale boost for the team. Another uplifting comeback story. That even make that even makes us more of a uh, uh, um, almost like a comeback story. Man, we we lost some pro bowlers this year to injuries, and we still was we still held our ground. Uh, wasn't the best football that Bills could play, but we we had a lot of holes this year, and some kind of way they found they found a way to found a way to maintain a, a, a I thought an excellent record. Um, we left one game on the table, and then we didn't finish one game. Um, the direction of, of of the Cincinnati game was going in their favor at the time of the of the, of the injury. Yeah, seventy three with seventy three with Cincinnati driving. They had the momentum. They were they were they were completing passes at will, and I went on and I and our secondary was getting roasted. Um, that would have been an interesting game. Buffalo would have been playing. Buffalo would have been in comeback mode because they were jumping all over us. We scored on our first possession, which was a three, and we moved the ball on them at will also. But threes won't get it against them. <clears throat> you got you need sevens. They got a dynamic receiving core. Dynamic. Micah Hyde is going to be a big addition, a big boost for the Bills when he's able to play. I don't think he's going to be able to play versus the Dolphins. Yes, sir. Micah Hyde is going to bring experience, and he's going to bring a sense of a... a, He can bring a little calm to the team because... he, they know he's going to be in the right place. Is it a risky? Is it a risky venture? Is it physically one hundred percent safe for him to play at this point? He was talking about waiting to next year, uh, but it's up to the doctor. If it was up to him, he'd probably be out there right now. But I think it's up to the medical staff. I'm waiting to see. But hey, they they. they they, I think they'll be being cautious about him. Um, it, will, it, will, it will be nice if he can play, but he needs a couple. What do you need? Two weeks of practice? Yeah, he's in a red shirt right now, so he's not really he's hitting. Shirt, non-contact drills. Yeah, he can't be here. He, he's like a quarterback. He got a different shirt on. So... I look forward to see how that plays how that plays out. But uh our depth in the our depth in the secondary is is being tested. <laughs> it's definitely being tested. And Micah Hyde will be no benefit for us this week. Um he he won't be around this, this week to help us. Um the other young guys came in there and they and they held their own in the last game in the last um New England game that we played, so um is this the most anticipated Bills postseason run you've experienced? I don't know. How does the air, how does the aroma and the feeling in the air compare to the K Gun days with Jim Kelly, Andre Reed, Bruce Smith, and those guys, Thurman Thomas? Well, going into going into that going into the first Super Bowl. No one in the world could tell us what we we were gonna lose to the Giants, so the confidence was through the roof. This right here, right right here, pal, 
back in pound for pound, we had the best team in football. Pound for pound, best team in football. Our weak, our weak spot was our, our weak spot was a sec, was a, a secondary uh, to safety position. Our safeties couldn't cover with crap. You know, Leonard Smith and um, Kelso. Leonard Smith would, hit, would knock your brains out if he finally caught you. But and, and Kelso was I, I don't know what 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 his deal was. He was just too small. He was he was a smart player who knew how to play position, but athletically, physically, he wasn't a Super Bowl safety. Um, that that was my weak spot on those teams, and also we came in there. We came in there. We were having thirty four points a game. We had just beat the Giants twenty to nothing in the regular season, so I didn't see them. I didn't see them standing a chance. But we went against one of uh, you know, we went we went against what you would call a coaching machine. Belichick on the defense and Belich and, and Parcells as head coach. That's a coaching machine right there, huh? It is two of the greats. You're in trouble right there, buddy. And we still and it still came down to one play. Uh, but right now, right now, I think um, the momentum of our team is 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 coming along. I worry about our pass rush. Um, last game we played Miami Moser, he ran for 100 yards in the first half. Um, and they would be, be depending on the running game. They still have weapons, and we got to come to play. We don't want to. We don't want no rookie quarterback getting no confidence or whatever. Whatever his status is in the league, we don't. We don't want him uh, gaining one bit of confidence. We got. We got to take him down right out the gate. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break and come next to the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. We're going to get into our wild card weekend predictions. Cut up next to the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. Same game parlays, easy fast payouts, player prop options, etc., etc. You guys know the deal. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out right now. Everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app and place a same game parlay and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code TBPN. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. And now it's time for you, Mariah. Barbershop Sports Talk, we still have Mr. Zach with us. And now it's time to go through the schedule for Wild Card Weekend. You got a lot of big time games here. So first, 
Let's start with the Bills versus the Dolphins. What are your thoughts on this game? Who you got? Well, first of all, Sunday at 1 o'clock, I mean, we got, um, I was thinking, I just was thinking the Bills was going to play a night game for some reason, you know. I just thought this would be a night game. But, you know, 13, the Bills 13-3, uh, they, they are two touchdown favorites in this game. And um, Miami's coming in with a backup quarterback. Um, Miami can't have a nice running game against us last time. But I even, I even think, I think even uh, that running back, Mozart, is injured also. Um, the crowd's going to be rough. The crowd's going to be pumping. The 12th man will be in full effect. And please don't bring Hamlin out there on that field. Oh, my God. The stadium might fall to pieces there, man. They, they don't stand a chance. 12th man will go crazy. If, even if they show his video of him making, even waving at us. You know, because it's, it's, our, it's, our, show, it's our show this week. Um, Buffalo. Buffalo. 27. Miami, six. I'm going to go with Buffalo as well. I'm going to say Buffalo, 34, Miami, nine. I'll say they get three field goals. Skylar Thompson is going to get the start. Third string quarterback, not very good. Miami is going to struggle to move the ball. Like you said, Reem Moser, he's not 100%. They have Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, but I don't know how they get on the ball. I think the Dolphins, they're going to be behind the sticks offensively the entire game. I think you're probably going to see some turnovers. I think that's going to give Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and and company a short field to work with and probably some interceptions, some pick sixes. Uh, I think this game is going to get ugly, and this is going to be the most lopsided win for the Buffalo Bills in this Miami Dolphins-Buffalo Bills rivalry this year in the third installment. The, the, the The chances for the Dolphins to move the ball will come for from things like yards after catch, checking short passes and advancing with young long runs. Those are the things they got you gotta be aware of. They'll be showing throwing Tyreek Hill wide receiver screens or a pick or pick or run pick plays for him to get him the ball in a short space and hopefully he can get yards after catch. That's that's the only, that's their weapon for this week. Yards after catch. We got we got because I think um well well I'm going to say this. Our pass rush, our pass rush has made a couple quarterbacks look pretty good, man. <laughs> We're not hitting the quarterback, man. Our pass rush made, man, I was, I was, I, I mean, that guy, that guy um, from the Jets, he played good in the first quarter and that was it. But, he had potential. He was going good passes against us last week. Uh, the the, the uh, New England quarterback threw some nice completions against us because there were no there was no pressure on the quarterback. Uh, if we if we blitz, if we blitz, do we sacrifice coverage? But we have to do we have to do something to rattle him right right out the gate because we can't give him passes. We can't let him sit back here. And have passes and throw the ball because because of lack of uh, pass rush, and I'll and I'll, I'll leave it from there. Twenty 
So next we have the Seattle Seahawks at the San Francisco 49ers. Another divisional matchup for the third time this year. Who you got? Saturday, that's a Saturday afternoon game, and uh, Purdy is playing from playing some hell of a football. Seattle came came through the playoff through the back door, and they're gonna leave out through the front door. Forty Niners, Forty Niners, thirty one seventeen. I'm going to go with the Forty Niners as well. So the Forty Niners won. 21 to the Seahawks, 12. I think the Niners are going to dominate this game. They're going to run the football. Uh, Seattle doesn't have much of a shot. The Niners have dominated every matchup uh, that they played the Seahawks this year. I expect this game to go no different, no less. Next, we have the LA Chargers at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, it's important to remember, last time these teams played, I believe the Jaguars pieced them up by a score of 38-10. to 10. Who do you have in this matchup? Can the Chargers flip the script? Yep. I like I'm liking Peterson's coaching style. Um San Diego shows flashes of greatness. Of, of, of good football, nowhere near greatness, excuse me. They show flashes of good football. They got a, a athletic, uh, athletic quarterback with a great upside. Uh, he can throw. He can throw from any angle, and he's and he can buy time in the pocket. They have, they've been having a lot of injuries at wide receiver um, this year, and um, they're going. They, they're going. They coming down to Jacksonville, and uh, I'm gonna take Jacksonville uh, 27-24. I'm gonna take the Chargers. I'm gonna take the Chargers thirty to twenty. Seven. Uh, so Jag- you're saying a three-point difference? Yeah. And I see the three-point difference. Yeah. I okay. think All this right. game is going to get reversed from a Jacksonville Jaguars blowout to a Chargers win. The Chargers, I think, are the better football team. Uh, first time in the playoffs for both teams, so things can get a little hectic. We don't know how Herbert's going to react. We don't know how Lawrence is going to react. Uh, but I think this is going to be one of the best games, if not the best game of Wild Card Weekend, and I can't wait. But I'm going to go with the Chargers. I think we're going to see Herbert make some big plays during this game. Next, we have the New York Football Giants at the Minnesota Vikings. This is a three-point game last time they played. Who you got in this one? I'm going with the Giants. I'm going to say the Giants. I'm going to say the Giants 24 to the Vikings 21. 
Vikings, they've won these close games all year long. So have the Giants. Really. The Giants have been a, real, a team that's won a lot of these nitty-gritty close football games. I think both these teams are comparable in talent. I think probably the Vikings are a little bit more talented at quarterback and wide receiver. But there's something about Brian Dable and how gritty this Giants team is uh, that part of me really does respect. So I, I think they're going to get it on uh, the Vikings. And the Vikings, let's be real, the Vikings got blown out by the Green Bay Packers two weeks ago. So the Vikings aren't kind of above everything. I think they're also very susceptible to the, against the run. And the Giants, they have Saquon Barkley and a pretty good rushing attack. So I'm going to go with the Giants. Next, we have the Baltimore Ravens at the Cincinnati Bengals. I, Lamar's not going to play. I think it's going to be Mr. Tyler Huntley. Who you got in this one? Uh, Sunday night Sunday night game in, in uh, in Cincinnati, their their offense is peaking. Oh, their 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 passing game is is like is machine like right now. I mean, guys are wide open, back shoulder throws out here, the over the top throws out here, the slant patterns out there. Uh, their 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 weakness was pass protection, and 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 the number of sacks the quarterback and the number of hits the quarterback was taken. But their offense is peaking, and they've won numerous games in a row. And without 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 Lamar Jackson, which is who is the savior for the Ravens, who can make a big play out of nothing. Um, I see Cincinnati winning by at least ten points. Uh. 24-13. I'm going to go with the Bengals as well. I'm going to say Bengals 27 to the Ravens 13. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so basically the same score we have. Uh, it's it's just going to be tough without Lamar Jackson. Tyler Huntley's a solid backup, but they have no weapons on the outside. I don't know how they're consistently going to move the ball. So their offensive line isn't particularly great. The Bengals have a really good defensive line with guys like DJ Reader, BJ Hill, who are two big bodies inside, hard to run on, hard to get movement off the ball against. Then you have Trey Hendrickson, Sam Hubbard. Those are pretty good dudes as well. Uh, I, I mean, also the, the Bengals have a really good secondary, by the way. It, it's just going to be very tough for the Ravens. And this Bengals offense, they're going to get theirs. The offensive line's pretty good. Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. I mean, they're going to put up their points. They're going to do what they do. Uh so I think we're going to see Joe Burrow and Jamar. They're going to be crackling out those cigars one more time. And we're going to see the Bengals off to Highmark Stadium next week. Now, lastly, Monday Night Football, Troy Aikman, Joe Buck on the call. ESPN, Dallas Cowboys at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who you got? Cowboys 23 Tampa Bay 21. I'm going to go. I'm going Cowboys. I'm, I'm going Cowboys. Uh, I think the I think the defense steps the game up. I know Dak Prescott's been inconsistent, but I think they're going to, I think, I think they're going to, I think they're going to, I think they're going to turn into a sack machine. I think they're going to, Way to get rid of gets rid of the ball fast, but I think I'm, I'm going with I'm, I'm going with this Dallas defensive line. I think they're going to prevail. I'm going to go with the Buccaneers. Uh, they have beaten the Cowboys when Tom Brady's been there last year in Week One, and 
This past year, I believe that game was in week one, too, both on Sunday Night Football. One was on Thursday night when the Bucks were uh, unveiling their Super Bowl uh, rings and unveiling the banner and all of that. I just think the Bucks match up well with the Cowboys, and the Cowboys did not look good against the Washington Commanders. The Cowboys sure. look like they sure. did. So that, that didn't inspire any confidence. I think everybody has questions about Mike McCarthy. I think Tom Brady, we can say we love him. We can say we hate him. We can say he's washed up. He has the, the tendency to win these close games. And in playoff time, he's always at his best. Uh, I like the Buccaneers. 27 to the Cowboys, 20. Okay, okay. So that's all we got. Brady, Brady, Brady lives another week then in your, in your, in your, in your uh, prediction. Yep. He's like Jason. He doesn't die. Like a cat, he got nine lives. Brady's been around for far too long, but he's still around. Yeah, yeah. Well, well hopefully uh, hopefully the Cowboy, Cowboys show up. I'm not a big Cowboy guy, but I'm just thinking that, uh, and that he's, coaching for, he's coaching for his job right now. So I think they're going to be aggressive on offense. So the deck not to turn the ball over. Because if it's close at the end, you know what's going to happen. If it's close at the end, Tampa has the ball, you know what's going to happen. That's why I say they got to put them down. Tampa time is going to go to work if it's at, if it's at the end of the game. I think the Cowboys going to come out their shell. So I want to thank you for coming on the podcast, man. I appreciate it. First, no, oh, this is the second week. Yeah, the second, the second week, second week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the second week without without uh, Thursday night football. You know, Thursday night football was cool, but the whole lot of old schools didn't know about the Amazon thing. Didn't wasn't hip to the Amazon thing. I I was, but a lot of my buddies didn't get to see Thursday night games until a few weeks until they finally caught on. <laughs> you know. But sports is turning into, uh, you know, next year, next year NFL is going to Hulu or some other channel. Did you hear that? I have heard it talks about Hulu. They're gonna no, get. They're no, gonna. No, it's not. It, it, it's, it's not talks. It's, it's it's a definite. No, no, you YouTube. YouTube, YouTube. I've heard her talks about Hulu. Yeah, yeah. No, they're gonna start giving more and more packages. I think things are gonna be more and more digital. I mean, I, I think obviously the standard cable package, because truth be told, as much as people want to talk about streaming, most people still have cable. Right, right. They, they're running people away, though, with the, with the prices compared to the, all these new things. The young people ain't paying that price. Yeah, but the thing is that people don't realize the prices for all this streaming costs just as much. Oh, yeah. Because you'll be streaming. For, you'll have like Disney Plus, Hulu, Netflix, Amazon. These are all separate cable things. So you have to pay for all of them separately. It adds up to the same as a cable bill. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. I guess you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're right. And once again, I want to thank Mr. Zach for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. And I'll make all of you for tuning into this episode. The 526th episode of... Barbershop Sports Talk.